You're listening to the Loudmouth Radio Network. No matter the time or the season, we're open and available 24-7. Shouldn't your dealership be too? Carumba.com, the convenient online used vehicle marketplace. Register your independent dealership now. I'm pretty excited about today's topic. As you guys know, I always try to find things that are going on around me. Uh, things maybe I might be studying, reading, subliminal messages. Sometimes just things come to you and they're, they're forms of inspiration. And I think that it's important that sometimes you, you, you recognize that the universe is putting things in front of you. We have this amazing gift as humans to project things in our minds. And most times when we're not conscious of it, we're already putting those things into existence or bringing a manifestation or some type of symbolism or some shape and form of maybe what we've thought about or glimpsed about. So for me, I'm actively week to week, day to day, thinking about different subject matter, conversations I may have had, uh, maybe something has come across and made me go, hmm, I think that's a great conversation to have. And if you know anything about the the platform of Loudmouth Radio Network and Loudmouth as a brand, I have these three core, three three segmented core values or, or foundations that um, I like to thrive with. And it depends on if it's our creative medium of TV, radio, or if it could be some other form of medium. But the basis is always empower, inspire, and influence, or possibly entertain, or or a conjunction of the two. And in this sense, today's conversation, I'm definitely am going to just thrive right into the stu- subject matter of find what inspires you. I hope y'all ready. It's Sunny's Monday Motivation. Let's go. You're listening to Sunny's Monday Motivation here on loudmouthradio.com. Okay, I think that by now we are already all aware we are in the month of February and it's a significant um, aspect of time for African-Americans to recognize Black History Month. So let me just start off with saying that this is a wonderful time to be alive because we get to have this time period to spotlight, talk about, bring subjective matters of Black history and and, and things of that nature uh, into different forms of conversation, whether it's on social media or on podcasts, on radio or on television, if it's in, 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 in verticals of uh, writing or, or blog sites. So pretty much at this point, we're, we're five, six days in into February. So by now, you've probably seen some black history posts or something that has been made mention of. Most times when we think about um, history, we think about, you know, people who are either our elders who have maybe done things before us and have left some significant uh, trail of something substantial that, that has left the mark in some form or fashion. We think about people may who have passed on and are now considered our ancestors Um, But I think that it's also important that we remember that history is made moment to moment, second to second, minute to minute, hour to hour, day to day, week to week, month to month, year to year. You get it. 
And that does not exclude the fact that things that are influencing us, things that are happening, great things uh, that are happening can also come from our youth. So today I want to talk about, um, which I, I, I said in the intro of the, uh, of the statement of today's conversation and find what inspires you. And I, I like to, I like to say this, that for me, I'm just going to say for me prospectively, that I've come to become so much more aware of things around me. And because I am actively producing radio segments and shows and preparing with 10 years into this thing as a radio network and so there's all these elements that are circling around me constantly. And the biggest thing that I always try to, uh, to try to do is to um, be open to things that I think could provoke a wonderful conversation. Because the truth of the matter is, you know, I know that this particular show is more of a dialogue for me um, that consists of you know, things that are affecting me or surrounding me or impacting me. So I get to talk about them. You get to listen to them. You know, we're not having a back and forth conversation on this segment. So most times I'm looking at things. I've thought about them, brainstormed them, considered them, maybe read about it, you know, uh, meditated over it, you know, and if it's, if it makes enough of an impact on me, I'm going to talk about it. And so ironically enough, I know of an incredible young man uh, that is actively pursuing a career in dance and in the arts, just overall in the arts. But the dance is the biggest part of his medium. It's the Cameron Fights. And he's a 15-year-old um, based out of the Los Angeles area, pursuing his love and his choice of, 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 of performance of art in the form of dance, uh, acting. Uh, he's, he's such a well-rounded young man. And I've had the ability to bear witness to some, 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 some points of his life as of late over the last few years and watching his growth and in, in, in his physicality and his, um, within his talent, you know, watching his, um, his admiration of something that he enjoys, um, and, and recognizing how important it is to him and, and, and watching him pursue it and, and actively do it. And, you know, most times people are drawn to people because they see something about them that makes them think about themselves or there's something that it is, is, is uh, symbolic or uh, resonates with you. And uh, what was so important to me on this subjective matter and in this moment talking about black history, and I'm going to tie all of this together for you, is that, you know, our youth, you know, we're, we're, in, a, we're in a time period where our baby boomers um, are the abundance of population. Most of these baby boomers, um, age brackets, our parents, could be grandparents, could be aunts, could be uncles. Um, but there's a plethora of our generation that is actively phasing and going through transitional changes of magnitude, right? And you have your uh, range from there all the way out to uh, our younger people, millennials and Gen X's and, you know, and, and, and so we have these time periods in which we actively think about how things have gone on in our lives. You know, you saw things that happened in your youth that now you're watching um, people that were at your age as a teenager 
making their mark, right? And so I think it's important that we recognize our youth and, and their their realm and what they're doing. And also for them to know and understand that what you're actively doing is creating history too, right? Um, so I, I'm choosing to speak about Cameron today because of uh, some 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 wonderful opportunities uh, that he is doing. And one, he's proactively a part of Debbie Allen's uh, Dance Academy, which is based out of Los Angeles. He's also pursuing some additional programs, and he's been a part of Alvin Ailey. He's done some amazing things where he's gotten television coverage. Um, just a rising star. You can see it, you know. And uh, I think the best part is that being able to bear witness to his confidence growing. And, you know, I can remember for myself, um, you know, being at that age and younger and um, just navigating the world. And from a very young age, I recognized that I had a love and a knack for sports. I loved to read. I was into acting. I, I would do a one-man show in a drop of a hat. I, I, so I had these realms that, within, that were within me that most times if you came across me, you saw basketball in my hand or I was doing something to entertain you. So it's just always been there. Right. But at that youthful age, when you're just starting to see things and you're recognizing there are things that you like and enjoy and you start leaning into it more. Uh, Cameron, I'm going to share his uh, active fundraiser and an opportunity of uh, a program that he's looking to partake in over the summer. And he he actually posted uh, an incredible testimony of his own and his own journey and his own walk. And it touched me very much. And it also definitely it hit home and it it, it reminded me of uh, being in the crossroads as a youth and, and pursuing something that I know that was just bigger than me and greater than me, but not understanding the magnitude of it. I was just wanting to do what I enjoy doing. So I actively did it every day. But in my mind. I had already developed this attitude that this is something that I want to see myself continue to keep doing and that I want to make uh, a career of it. I, I knew that basketball was my love and I knew that um, every Chicago Bulls game came on. I was glued to the television, whether it was in the kitchen while I was cooking, cleaning, or I was in my bedroom watching it or, you know, uh, watching games and, and, and soaking it in. And, and, and in, my, in my young mind, at that time saying, well, I guess I'll be one of the first females to play in the NBA because there was no men's, there was no men's and women's uh, NBA teams. There was no NBA league for women at that time. So you, you find yourself um, methodically, you know, arranging things that you feel would be a point of a destination or something that's a dream of yours, you know, and you may position it accordingly because based at that moment in time, this is what you see and what's presented in front of you. So a lot of times when you're a person that has foresight and you're a dreamer or a person who um, actively believes in um, forecasting what they desire, uh, you may be doing something that ain't that's not even physically there yet. But you just know that you're committed enough or you want it enough or you desire it enough that you want it for yourself far beyond the moment in time that you're in. And so reading Cameron's testimonial yesterday uh, when he, he posted his uh, decision to uh, ask for um, those who who may not know his story to one first know 
his journey in this process to also share his own challenges and his own um, struggle with uh, the factor of, of, of being maybe intimidated by something that he knew he liked and enjoyed it, but he wasn't as good as he, he felt like he could be at the time and, and, and stepping back from it and, and feeling intimidated about it because he did find or see other people that may have physically um, not as much, may not have had as many challenges as he did pursuing uh, pursuing something, you know, or, or, you know, the natural order of things. I can remember when um, I was playing college basketball and I got an opportunity. Uh, I had not gave up my eligibility uh, in high, you know, in college yet as far as academia. And as a student athlete, I hadn't gave up my eligibility to continue to play college basketball, but I actively was pursuing playing professionally. And I just knew that, you know, at that time, I was very much aware that most women's opportunities were only heavily presented to go overseas. But then something happened into my junior year. Uh, this this basketball league comes about the American Basketball League and which was called the ABL. And at the time, I want to say there was maybe 20, 10, 20 teams or something like that. There were in, in major cities. Chicago had a team. Uh, I think Kansas City. No, Kansas City is where I went. Um, Cleveland, uh, Colum- well, Columbus, Ohio, which was a, a team that I would eventually uh, line up with. So they were scattered. But the ABL had strong women basketball players, right? So Some great players. I remember my friend um, telling me about this league as it was coming out. And uh, people like Yolanda Griffith, who's from Chicago, she ended up eventually leaving, leaving college and, and, and going into that league and playing overseas. Um, there was an abundance of, of, of professional and collegiate student athlete women who were actively pursuing the, the next level. Right. And of course, if you got an opportunity to play uh, in a major basketball league, that's a professional league. And the ABL came out very aggressive. They were following NBA rules. Uh, so they had four quarter regulations. I want to say that they were starting off like twenty to forty thousand dollars on range, which at that time was substantial, especially if you weren't an elite player like the Lisa Leslie's, the Cheryl Swoops and, and, and those, you know, Don Staley, those girls that were, uh, you know, in the in the in the uh, Olympics. And so the ABL was pulling traction. Right. So I get this opportunity uh, to go and uh, participate in a tryout for the Columbus Quest, which was the ABL League team. The year that I actually got that opportunity and that invite, the ABL had probably been going at least a season. And the Columbus Quest, which at the time was at the helm of Brian Agler, Coach Brian Agler, and the team had won their championship. And they were returning uh, for the new season. And here it is, this, this, this opportunity arises itself. So I absolutely wanted to do it. And I can recall, um, you know, in, it, you know, I'm a, I'm a student athlete, I'm in college. And as a student athlete, it's a lot of times it's difficult to work regular jobs and, and go to school and be committed to the sport. And, you know, even though I did it right so I'm juggling work, I'm juggling school, and work, I'm, 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 I'm pro- proactively training, planning, keeping myself in shape. 
And I get this invitation or invite. The deal is I have to get myself there. I have to have my lodging. I have to deal with whatever incidentals that will require me to be able to be there over the time period of the, you know, of the stay. So they did house us um, in uh, in a campus. So I do remember that we had the housing set up through a campus, but we actively had to have all these budgetal things. Right. So. One of my very good friends, Juanita, connects me with uh, another young lady uh, who just so happens to um, take interest in my in my in my uh, in my quest. And um, and right now, my mind just said, "Bloop!" I can't think of her first name. It just escaped me just then. It'll come back to me. But long story short, uh, she was a sister of a NBA player who was actively playing in the league. And I, I'd never known her. Uh, we had never met. So I'm, I'm in Savannah, Georgia, uh, and I'm, I'm actively a SCAD. And I, I get this opportunity to, uh, you know, to, to get this, to, to take this trip. And so she puts some things together and puts me with this person. And this one person drafts a letter for me. And when I tell you guys, I, I just, I, I, I can remember it fresh at this moment. Um, her writing the letter, sending it to government officials, politicians, uh, uh, presidents of, 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 of uh, small businesses, some corporate ramp. Like literally she actively went on this quest for me. And I just I, I couldn't even begin to put it into words. And so she had my letter of my invitation she had my stats. She had put together this whole package to present me. This was way before GoFundMe, Kickstarter, Indiegogo. This was old school, right? So she drafts these wonderful letters. She has them on her letterhead. And she puts it all together. And she's actively sending it out. And she put together so much for me in that such a very quick time because I did not have a whole lot of time to, to, to get all of this together, but I knew I wanted to go. I knew I had to be there. And so she put all of this stuff together. She drafts this letter and she starts bringing in funds. People are donating to my cause. And I remember this as clearly as day. It's left such a, a lasting and wonderful impression on me. Um, but so I had to get a, a ticket for the flight to go and I end up having to catch a flight out of Jacksonville, which is like an hour and 30, hour, 45 minutes from Savannah. So she does this amazing thing and gets me a car, a black Lincoln Town car to drive me from Savannah down to Jacksonville to catch my flight. And guys, when I tell you, I felt like a star, like a like a full out supported star. And, you know, I just couldn't believe that somebody took so much effort for little me, you know. And I was so grateful that people could could see my own drive and inspiration and dreams and ambitions and desires to move to something that I had been proactively doing for over at that time, 14, 15 years. And I'm like, at this point, 18, 19 years old, maybe 20, something where in, in that age bracket. So this had been more than half of my life that I dedicated to, to this thing. And so... When I, I read Cameron's uh, testimony and, and just knowing some of his journey over the last few years and watching him progress, it touched me in such a way. And I, I thought, you know, how um, how amazing uh, his art is and, and his ability to 
um, to, to give all of himself into the form of dance. And and for him to have enough courage to share the vulnerability of feeling like he wasn't enough at one point and actively walked away from it and just kind of quit and kind of gave gave in to the pressure of what he put himself through and didn't think that he was good enough. And guys, when I tell you and, and I'm, I'm going to make sure I put the link to his uh, his his uh, his his uh, dance uh uh, his dance fund that he's working towards for the summer. I'm sorry. I'm trying to get my, my word, catch my words. Uh, but I'm going to put his link of his GoFundMe uh, actively into this actual broadcast detail information so you can see it because he does have an amazing video there for you to see. And you can physically see this young man and see um, and see where he's come from. And and to see it at this point, which is still very on, very early on, but you can see such a magnificent growth and his shape of his form, his body, his just everything. And you can see the dedication, which with anybody, it would inspire me to 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 lean in more of what inspires me. You know, that in itself is such an inspiration to see another person take take the steps necessary to pursue their dreams. And so I think that we're in a day and age where as people, we can be so busy and we don't, uh, we can get caught up in ourselves so much that we forget about other people and we forget about just as much as you want this, just as much as you want that. There's other people walking the same walk in their evolution. We're all in our own evolution and nobody's here to walk the evolution but ourselves. That's the wonderful thing about free will and what God has naturally given us um, to explore. And so um, here's this young man that is making amazing history. Um, I, I got a chance to see him perform at Debbie Allen. Got a chance to meet Debbie Allen, somebody I've adored for, oh my God, as a youth, as a, as a little person watching Fame and and watching her produce and and, and dance and 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 and, and, and age just timelessly. Um, and to know that she's planting a seed and, and, and giving to these children and people's uh, futures, right? Um, as well as these other programs, Alonzo Lines and. Uh, Alvin Ailey and you know so these are people this is our active history that's passing the torch right Alvin Ailey's with the ancestors Debbie Allen is still here with us thank you God right um, there's so many different uh, people who have done amazing things that are giving transformation to others lives and so I just think it's so important that uh, we recognize the importance of connecting to what inspires you. I don't care what it is. You could want to be a pen maker, right? You can want to create something. You may you have a, maybe you have a passion for inventing something, or you want to patent something. You don't know what it is, but you just want to be a creative being that creates something that changes the scope of the world, or contributes to to mankind, or contributes to the to the arts, or contributes to the uh, engineering world, or something in tech. You know, so um, I'm I'm just so grateful. Uh, to bear witness to people, places, and things that are doing things that are inspiring others, that are empowering themselves and being an inspiration to others, which then influences the world. So you guys know that's a, that is a homage to my book. 
Um, but this is exactly why I, I titled it as such, because it is actively what I hope that even for myself and for others, that they will find what inspires them. And it's not one thing. I'm not saying that you guys had to just have one thing. It can be many things. Um, but that's what keeps us alive. That's what keeps us vibrant. That's what keeps us relevant to ourselves and keeps us interested in things. It helps us to forego depression. It helps us to overcome anxieties sometimes, even though it may be anxiety to approach it. But once you tap into it, you just blow away like you never felt like there was anything to be pensive about. You know, so guys, when I tell you, um, it is so important that we recognize the level in which our youth and young adults exist today, because it's different for these young people than it was for us. It was different for us than it was for our parents. It was different for our parents, for their parents. So guys, this is a never ending cycle. We will never, ever not be moving in which we don't have full control, but what we do have control over is ourselves and how we map out our level of life. You know, people tend to say, you know, what you're doing today is going to determine whether you go to heaven or hell. Now, I'm just going to actively say this, and it's not really a conversation to evoke beyond. Uh, and, and we could, but I'm going to say this, that if we can recognize that the heaven and hell that we talk about getting to is happening in your now, that you can determine whether or not your life is of hell, or if it is of heaven, how are you treating your fellow person? How are you encouraging your fellow person? How are you connecting to your fellow person? Right? How are you connecting to yourself? What are you giving to yourself? What are you providing yourself? What are you encouraging with yourself? Because it does start with us. You know, the, the secret to Many things lies within us. A lot of times the things that we're combing for, trying to figure out and, 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 and working through, a lot of the times the problem is, is that we're trying to get the end result when the actual journey is a part of the actual result. And I'm saying that to you guys, Lord knows I am not projecting anything to you that I can't take to say to myself, because when I tell you that just freed me just to hear myself say that, but literally, uh, we get caught up sometimes Prime example, how many times have you wanted something, maybe set this goal or set this ambition to do something and you really got into it? And along the way, you had some trials, some tribulations, some challenges, but then you started having some breakthroughs and some successes. And then you achieve the thing that you set out to do. And then what happens as soon as that thing is settled, achieved, accomplished, whatever it is. I, I just had this moment of thought. It makes me think about Forrest Gump running after Jenny broke his heart and he just took off running. He just kept running. And, 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 and Forrest was running because he was hurt. He felt lost. He didn't know what to do with himself. And he was so consumed with heartache that the only thing he thought to do was to run. And Forrest just ran. And ran and ran until a point that people started noticing he was running. And his running inspired other people to start running. And so he looked back 
one person started following him, then another person started following him, then a group of people started following him. And next thing you know, he's running a clear cross country with a posse. I mean, he got a whole network behind him. And then one moment he just got to a point, his feet slowed down with a, with a, with a beard down to his, past his chest, half the length of his torso. And he just stopped. He said, I'm tired and I'm going to go home now. And all the people behind him was looking like, what? We're doing this life-breaking, record-breaking, historic thing for us. What do you mean you're tired and you're just going to go home and you just stop right in the middle of running while all of us are behind you following you? <laughs> Forrest didn't care. He's like, I'm out of here. And he turned around and just started trotting on back home. And guys, that is like a direct result of how you could be inspired or you could just be doing something. And sometimes you just get caught up doing something and maybe the motivating factor of it is not as, or it could be something that's grounding you, but it's inspiring you or is igniting you. And that's okay. And then when it gets to a point, sometimes you might accomplish it, finish it, and then you're like, "Woo!" And then that adrenaline leaves, right? And then you move on to the next thing. That's typically a lot of what what happens, right? So in this sense, I, I mentioned that because, you know, we'll have things that sometimes we'll be going and running and we'll do a marathon and we might do a sprint or we might just say, you know, that was cool and I won't want to do this anymore. Um, but recognize that you don't want that to be the pattern of your life, right? Uh, if you can stay connected to what keeps you inspired, what, what gives you hope, what gives you ambition, what gives you dreams, what gives you enough oomph to get up out of the bed and do the next thing, lean all the way into it and, and see it through, see where it goes. And you may surprise yourself. You may discover something new. I remember a friend of ours during COVID started painting. Of course, because people are in their houses trying to figure it out. And she started painting and discovered that she actually had a good knack and actually enjoyed it and loved it. Now she's painting more and more actively. And I can see why she felt like, wow, I didn't even know I could do this. And how many things like that are within us? Probably a whole lot more that you haven't even tapped or touched or turned on yet. So I just wanted to say one, Cameron, I'm so, I'm so proud of you. I think you are an amazing young man and I think you're such a talented artist and I'm, I'm, I'm here to be as supportive as I can. I'm always going to cheer you on and I want to thank you for being an inspiration for this particular show today. And I want you to know that whether you realize it or not at this moment and at this time, your story is resonating with the world. This podcast, this segment will be accessible for 20 for 24/7 on demand at all times, 365 days out of the year, accessible to anybody that can get to it on their computer, tablet or phone. Right? And that's history. That's this moment being made and being cemented. And so for my listening audience and supporters, and those who may have just stumbled upon this today. I hope that this subjective matter, this conversation, 
in this story, some testimonials of mine and Cameron and so many other people, Forrest Gump, (laughs) um, can give you some light of how important it is to find what inspires you. So for me, my story, the uh, I did kind of leave y'all in the cliffhanger with that, right? <laughs> uh, I, I I did make it to this 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 the the opportunity to for the camp. To my surprise, there were over four hundred and twenty three other women invited. A massive turnout, and it was such an amazing experience. We it was like a like a combine to a degree. And we were t- we were tested, we were measured, we were trialed, we were we we picked up games. We had an opportunity to meet and mingle with each other. We got an opportunity to observe the talent that was in the room, and um, I can remember feeling overwhelmed with the factor of here it is. I my mind was like, oh, you know, it it, it probably would be me and maybe ten or fifteen other people, and that went from that mindset of my thoughts to four hundred and twenty three women that turned out. And what was amazing is that out of that out of that moment, I ended up getting a 22. Uh, I, I was ranked number 22 out of those 423 women that were assessed. This it was like this full assessment camp, and, and the ABL was trying to figure out, you know, um, you know, this team, the Columbus Quest, who was already a one year champion, who ended up becoming a two year champion before the league folded the following season, um, that they needed to find people that were inspired that would inspired to be their best and be their greatest and they came out believing in themselves enough to support themselves or whomever to get them there right and uh, even though um, what ended up happening I was placed on a roster for uh, free agency of consideration for this team thank God I had not gave up my eligibility because that that December of that year of the summer the league folded and um, I ended up not having the opportunity to play in the league, but the WNBA continued forward and, and all those players primarily were migrated into the WNBA. And it was like the second, maybe the second You're or third to the second season Radio of the Network. WNBA, very, very premature. Um, and uh, it, it was, uh, you know, I was a part of history, you know, I was a part of a moment in time that, most people would, would, would want to say that they were even a part of that opportunity. And I was so grateful um, that that opportunity was given to me. And that somebody supported me enough to believe in me, uh, to to support my, my dream and my ambitions. And so um, I, I say this to say that I, I hope that um, at some point that uh, what we're doing here as a radio network is an inspiration and that it inspires you enough to go and be something something greater than where you are now. So guys, this is I'm going to end this broadcast and giving you guys love and light. And I appreciate you guys listening. And I ask you actively to support this young man's mission because I will be putting his link in the actual content of this broadcast. You guys, let's, until next week, go do something amazing. Later. This episode is sponsored by Loudmouth.com, the number one small business online network. We're putting the word out about small business. Put your business on the referral network online that wants to put the word out about you. Thirty point seven million small businesses in the U.S. 
creating 1.5 million jobs annually. Small business accounts for 64% of new job creation in the U.S. There's strength in numbers. No matter what we face, know that there's strength in us. Because of you, we're able, we're capable, we're resilient, and we are available because we are small business. And together, we're the economy.